it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Thursday, May 25th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupunek, Versalini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. As it's uh, all this movement for, just adjusting some things, getting set. It's a lot louder in my headset than yours for some reason. It I might have guess. been because I was also sinking my chair down a little bit. Oh, you might have heard that. I don't know. Come on, you got to be ready that. for the show, guys. Well, it fell too high up, and I know his chair always sinks. I know uh, John Gilstrap complains about that chair every morning. I- I've never heard Nick complain about it, though. Have I'm you not ever? a complainer. I'm tall. <laughs> but it, it, does it sink for you, too? Yeah, sometimes I do have to do some adjustments. You'll see me on the show. like I'll be like chilling, and then like halfway through the show, just like get like that. And be okay. Like, <laughs> so if, if, you, if you're watcher that frequently notices those kind of things that's why i like how that is that is the problem you guys are having but not the problem i'm having in my life i still think that's the worst chair though out of all the chairs because that backrest is just horrible this one yes i don't mind it i always have a problem whenever i'm in studio in that chair i can never sit up straight because i feel like i always have to sit back in that chair to be comfortable the problem may be with these chairs is that Colin and I put them together. That's also true. That's our fault, probably, <laughs> for all of these chairs and the issues that they have. Not all of them. Most Some, of them. Well, the new ones, the four set of new ones, I think we got. I yeah. thought these were all new. No. No? We got four I thought they just ones. came in two groups. I'm not sure. I don't know. That was too long Because I thought we still made all but of them. But chairs are your problem and a car is my problem now. So, just great. Right? Yeah, well, you can go to the Heffley Motor Company. Hey, shout out to them for helping me out today and uh, helping me out later on today as I go get checked out what my car issue is. Hopefully, I'm able to make my trip tomorrow down to Greenbrier County to play some golf, uh, some preseason golf before our Bulldog Golf Classic. We're not going to be good either way. Hey, I could get better this week. Get some golf shoes. You never know. Yeah, that that's the first step. Did you get golf shoes? They don't make any of my size that I can afford at the moment. I have I to, need I have to custom shoes. order them. I, I've looked. I have to custom order them, and I don't I really feel like custom ordering shoes for maybe three, four, five, six occasions a year at most. I don't yeah, golf enough, fair. though. To yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't golf, golf enough shoes. to buy golf shoes. Yeah, I was able to find some for like 60 bucks. So I figured it was worth it. See, you probably have a normal foot size. I don't. Yeah, size 12. Why can't anybody wants to get golf clubhouses like rent golf shoes like bowling alleys rent bowling shoes because that's a lot of movement they're probably yeah i don't know well in golf too like it's an outdoor sport so your shoe might get messed up more so they'd have to probably buy more shoes than in bowling where you're just wearing that for a short amount of period in indoor shoes sports i mean for bowling though i if i remember the like you're not gonna have to replace the bowling shoe as much as a golf shoe probably see very true all right, let's actually get on topic here and talk some high school sports in this first segment. As um, fortunately, uh, the Jefferson Cougar softball season came to an end yesterday, 
as uh, their fight for back-to-back state titles uh, is no more. Unfortunately, they fell yesterday 4-1 to to George Washington in the opening round and then to Cabell Midland 3-1 to in the double elimination tournament. The Cougars finished the 2023 season at 21-8, and uh, falling short of back-to-back state titles. Yeah, I mean, this was a good team for Jefferson. They just came up a little bit short. Uh, you know, it's very tough to repeat in any sport, uh, whether it be state champion, you know, national champion, or a professional champion. Um, you know, you don't see those too often. So, uh, for Jefferson, they've obviously, you know, really have started up this program too. That was their first state championship a year ago in softball. So, um, you know, Coach Waters is starting to build a successful program and it's tough to imagine that you would just win it every single year from here on out or anything like that. Um, but they had a great team, great season overall. Uh, and I think for Jefferson, you know, they're starting to separate themselves as one of the programs that we look to around here to be competitive and dominate a sport and consistently at least compete for a state champion. They're maybe not on the level of a Martinsburg football or Musman volleyball right now, but you know, it takes a little bit to get on those types of levels as a program. So I think, um, you know, Jefferson took a step in the right direction, just making it back to States again, especially getting through a really tough Washington team. Um, but unfortunately they came up a little bit short yesterday. Just didn't have enough offense in those two games. Their pitching and their defense was good enough. It seems like, but the offense really struggled for them, which was kind of surprising because they've had, you know, good offense all year, but we saw, a little bit of a struggle in that Hedgesville sectional or regional, which I think kind of showed this. And it wasn't, you know, maybe Hedgesville's gotten a lot better since last year, but I think we expected this team to win those games easier than they were. But they still, in both of those games, scored 10 runs. Right. But they had a slow start yeah. in the first game and second game. Uh, they couldn't put them away, I feel like. That's true. So. But to go out in two games still a good and only score Jefferson. one yeah. run in each game was a little surprising. But, yeah, still a great season, still nothing to be ashamed of. I know it's disappointing that you didn't achieve the goal of state championship again and wanted to defend that title so badly. But you still got a lot of talent coming back as well. It's still a young core. It should still be a good team next year that can compete for another regional and maybe take another shot at states. It, it, the opportunities still there and yes this is a disappointing year for them but it might just add a chip on their shoulder to go back out and try to do it again next year and win that time around it's still attainable for them even though this year is no longer attainable because of the elimination in the two games yesterday but there's still promise within Jefferson obviously they wish things could have went differently uh, low scoring games but offensively when you watch both of those games you thought the bats were going to somehow explode like we've seen all year long, and unfortunately in both of them, they just didn't. Yeah, and I think it looks like John Marshall's probably going to win it all. I mean, we'll see. They're in the position right now to uh, two to win one, and they won, I think, 29 games this year. So, I mean, that's really good, and, and obviously they're a really good team. So we'll see how it plays out, but uh, we knew it would be a tough tournament. It always is, you know, when there's – only a four-team tournament, you know, it's tough to go down there and you know play those back-to-backs. But they did have that experience, and um, they're continuing to grow as a program. So I think overall it's a, it's another good season for Jefferson. Nothing to really be ashamed of, even though you're disappointed with the final outcome. Yeah, so Cabell Midland 
defeats George Washington six to three this morning. The two to win one, as Nick mentions, begins at two fifteen p.m. between Cabell Midland and John Marshall. John Marshall going for its thirtieth win on the season, twenty nine and four. Cabell Midland twenty three and seven. Game seven of the two to win one. Uh, if Cabell Midland wins would be 30 minutes after the conclusion of that, and that would be the final game of the Class AAA State Tournament. Uh, But let's turn our attention to baseball. The seedings came out last night for the state tournament, and uh, as we heard kind of Tripp mention on the show yesterday uh, about um, the local teams, or about Hedgesville specifically, they weren't going to get a great seed, uh, and there was a specific reason for that, and that was because... Uh, the regional voting had already been done, and Jefferson was in the number one spot in the this region. And so they were in the number two spot in the region. So I don't know where that voted among the state, but obviously it puts them at the third team. They'll take on number two university next Friday, 50 minutes after the conclusion of number one Cabell Midland versus number four St. Albans. Uh, but what do we think about these matchups, guys? Yeah, well, first of all, I think it's a kind of a tough seed for Hedgesville as being the team that won the most games out of the four remaining in the state and having the least amount of losses. Uh, you know, you would think that would matter a little bit more and they would get a higher seed. But again, everybody's playing, you know, neutral site. So uh, besides being the designated home team, I mean, all these teams are good. It's the final four teams. So, you know, it doesn't mean too much to be the three seed. Uh, you would have to face potentially university in the state championship anyway. Um, and I think the teams put ahead of them are, are really good too. I think St. Albans probably plays in the weakest region, so that's why they get the four to see, but they still won 25 games this year, so you have to respect them as an opponent if you end up facing them. But, um, you know, ultimately it's who can be the best team for two games. And, Hedgesville is a team that's set up to potentially do that. They have a very talented young Lane DeWater on the mound probably for game one, and we know what Jackson and Tanner have done behind him as being not too far off. Uh, so, you know, they're they're set up pretty well at the pitching. Their, their bats are – everybody's hitting well. I think the lowest hitting average in their lineup is 268 was the last time we saw them. So, I mean, to have pretty much everybody hitting 270 or higher is really good. Uh, so, you know, they have a ton of depth in that lineup as well. They have guys off the bench that can contribute that would start for most teams. Um, so, you know, they're a good team. I think they have a great chance to come away with a state championship. It's going to be tough. Uh, we know there's a lot of quality teams in the state, some quality uh, games being played throughout. Um, but I think this university team is pretty good. Obviously, they beat Morgantown, who uh, was hoping to – you know, make a run. They beat Bridgeport, who's been kind of the dominant team in that region. So, you know, it's a tough first round matchup, but I think all four teams are quality. So, you know, no matter what seed you got, you were going to play a, a tough game. So we'll see how Hedgesville handles it, but I think they have a chance to do some great things down there in Charleston, and we wish them the best of luck. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to this matchup because, as the point that Nick just brought up, I think is a great point. Both of these teams between University and Hedgesville are the two teams that weren't supposed to be there. Everybody that looks at these regions, you, you think Bridgeport, you think Jefferson. Yeah, but out of these regions. University so, has the best player in the state. 
They they do, but brand. still, when you think as a whole coming out of the region, it's it's still those two teams. So the fact that University and Hedgesville get to go against each other and compete, and one of them comes out getting to go to a state championship, I think's a pretty cool storyline, yeah. and it will be interesting to see how the two teams match up with each other don't know much about university was trying to see if they played any local teams they played spring mills once and then hampshire twice and they won all three so i saw on facebook uh because i'm friends with almost i believe all the coaches in the area that have baseball coaches that have facebook pages that i know of um but uh, Brad Barrett had posted, Coach of the Springwells Cardinals, he had posted uh, the matchups or posted, reposted the matchups, and somebody said uh, something about university, and he said uh, that Noah Bram, I guess he hit a home run, and it hadn't even landed yet as of this morning from when university came to Spring Mills. That's how much of a moonshot it was. Yeah, I hear he can really hit. Um, talking with Tyler Kennett, a buddy of ours, friend of the show, Tyler Kennett, I guess we can call him. Yeah, uh, friend of the show about who covers you know in the morgantown area bridgeport area and he says that he thinks Branham's the best player in the state um obviously he hasn't seen everybody in the state we haven't seen everybody in the state but i mean just from what we've heard about him you know he can hit really well uh, and obviously he's a wvu commit for football so you know really good athlete there um but as we know one player doesn't make a team i don't i don't know how good university is overall but we know they beat morgantown in that first game 13 to 1 so obviously they have some good balance there um you know i'm I'm excited to see how they match up with hedgesville i think hedgesville's playing great baseball right now i mean obviously everybody's playing good baseball right now but i think hedgesville overcame a lot uh dating back to the sectional tournament going down 1-0 not really having a lot clicking making that adjustment in their lineup uh run ruling a muscleman team that we know can you know, play with anybody in the state as well and then beating Musselman in that walk off and you know taking two straight games from Jefferson is pretty tough to do with John Lowry senior over there so um I think overall you know you like Hedgesville shot here we'll see how they compete um and we'll see if Lane DeLauder can go down there and you know, potentially prove that he's the best pitcher in the state yeah. if he gets a win over university and continues to dominate like he has been That'll be something to look out for uh, going through the rest of the state tournament. Other bids from you know teams kind of in the Eastern Panhandle that that uh, Berkeley Jefferson County teams have seen. Petersburg they get the number four seed in the Class Single A um, state tournament. They'll play number one Tyler Consolidated and saw this fact. Shout out baseball in the Mountain State at Baseball WV on Twitter. Great follow uh, if you are interested in baseball stuff here in the Mountain State. Tyler Consolidated punched their ticket the 2023 West Virginia State Baseball Tournament yesterday. This is their first appearance at the tournament and first appearance by a Tyler County school since Sistersville made the tournament in 1976. There's a complete list that they've compiled of the 158 high schools that have played at the West Virginia State Baseball Tournament. 72 of the 158 schools no longer exist. That's wild to me. But looking at Berkeley, uh, Musselman's never made the state tournament, which to me was kind of shocking. I don't know all the history around here, but I would have presumed at some point with that they would have made the state tournament. Spring Mills hadn't made the state tournament. Um, and then, you know, looking at Jefferson County, uh, obviously it goes back to the days of Shepherdstown and Charlestown uh, having schools in 1948, 1970, 
uh, when Shepherdstown made it. And then Jefferson, obviously, is I believe made it the most throughout the state, but Washington has made it twice. Uh, I believe if you go, yeah, I almost want to say that Bridgeport's made it a lot as well, uh, as well as Moorfield. But, I mean, Jefferson, obviously, the dynasty when it comes to baseball. But Hedgesville trying to make a name for themselves there as well. Uh, but just a you know an interesting look at you know some his historical stuff in the baseball within the Mountain State. Shout out to baseball in the Mountain State. It'd just be great to see Hedgesville be crowned ten years after their only state championship. I mean, a decade anniversary and getting to do it once again, I think, would be really special for the Eagles. And best of luck to them next week. Yeah. So they this is their fifth state tournament or fourth state. Tournament. 1974, 2013 when they won it, and 2019 as well as this year in 2023. Uh, but you know, shout out to those facts from baseball in the Mountain State. Uh, but that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On their side of this break, uh, we'll talk some NBA, some interesting uh, Wizards news to go along with the uh, NBA East finals going on as well through tuning in the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and that back in two minutes building looking down on me blocking a perfectly good view of the sky this is eric at hagerstown ford over the last decade the way we buy things have evolved now you get on your phone click want it and it shows up at your front door at hagerstown ford it is that convenient we've changed the car buying experience on the i-81 corridor forever and with a return policy better than walmart there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car truck or suv anywhere else just like amazon hagerstown ford will deliver the vehicle to you where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. Colin, jamming out over there. Yeah, it's getting you ready for Game 5 tonight. Game 5, the East Finals. Miami leads the series 3-1, to one, but they're shipping up to Boston. Uh, Boston favored by 8 in this one. 8.30 on TNT. Colin, do you think that they could actually take this to 7 games? Seven? Ooh, probably not. Unfortunately, I mean, I guess the possibility's still there. It's a three-one series, so if they win Game Five and Game Six, yeah. But it's tough. Nobody's come back in the NBA down three-zero. We've said that before, but it's still the fact that the Celtics are the better team, right? I mean, the opportunity's still there for them. They get to play at home today. If they win, the pressure's on. It's three-two. You don't want to if you're Miami lose game six at home because then it goes back to Boston for game seven. That's just disaster waiting to happen if you're a Heat fan. So if you can't get it done tonight, the biggest pressure for them is game six. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. I think a few things. Uh, One, Boston's the best team on paper. Miami's probably playing the best basketball right now, and I think that's something to consider as well. Um, But... It has happened three times that a team down 3-0 is forced to Game 7, but obviously none of those teams were able to win in the Game 7 to complete the full 3-0 comeback in the NBA. Um, So that's something kind of interesting. I do think that this would be the kind of series where if it's going to happen, because it's bound to happen at some point, uh, you know, nobody had come back from 3-1 in the finals until, or since the, I think the Wizards did it as the Bullets, but... Uh, you know, when the Warriors did that. So, um, but uh, what I was going to say is this is the kind of series where you would think it could happen because it's an eight seed leading 3-0 against a two seed. So, like, the talent level is in the Celtics' favor. Also, Gabe Vincent, I don't think he's going to play tonight. So, that's a big loss for Miami. Uh, he's been, you know, one of their better scorers as a guard. So if him dealing with, I believe it's an ankle injury for Gabe Vincent. Um, so you know that's yeah, I think it was the way he landed big. on it, which is n- not good because it was non-contact. Right. So. so we don't know the severity of it, but uh, obviously he's not going to be able to go tonight. So you know a lot of things are going in the Celtics' favor. I think they can win tonight and make it interesting for a game six. Um, if the Heat return in Miami, though, still, you know, with that home crowd and if they can get Vincent back, I think the Heat are still going to win this series, but it does give you at least some indications because I think a few, because of it being the mismatch in terms of the talent, but a few things definitely still lean in the Heat's favor. One, they still got another home game uh, to close it out. And also, I think having Spolstra as the best coach left and, and being the better coach over Missoula at this point, that might be enough to find a way to win. So we'll see how it plays out, but um, this is the kind of series where if you were going to see a 3-0 comeback, it would make some sense because of the talent level on the floor being in still advantage Boston. But overall, I think the Heat have played better in the postseason. And the injury to Vincent is big, I think, as well. So with Tyler Hero being out. The question still remains is can Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown go out there on a consistent basis and have big games especially Jason Tatum you need him 30 plus points 
each night now if you want to come back in this series most likely and you need Jalen brown to play better i mean yeah. he's not really playing that well at all so i mean obviously a lot of pressure on tatum to go out there and perform because it seems like at times he doesn't have that killer mindset uh but you know brown's that secondary scorer that you need more consistencies from as well so which is kind of surprising because jalen brown was arguably their best player in last year's postseason run so yeah the fact that he's kind of underperforming right now is a little bit shocking. Yeah, it definitely is a little bit shocking. Let's uh, so again, eight thirty. T and Tiano Colin will be watching tonight. Um, maybe losing some fingernails, biting. You know, crunch time. Gone. <laughs> eight thirty. T and T. He or excuse me, uh, Celtics favored by eight at home. Uh, the Wizards make an interesting announcement yesterday, last night around seven thirty. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of uh, ESPN has it. L.A. Clippers general manager Michael Winger has agreed to become the president of Monumental Basketball, which delivers him full leadership of the Washington Wizards, sources told ESPN on Wednesday. Winger will oversee the WNBA's Washington Mystics and G League's go-go, the source also said. Winger had become the increasingly becoming become the increasing focus of monumental owner Ted Leonsis search for a top executive and takes over the wizards with a reputation as a keen strategist deal maker and relationship builder. But uh, they're still going to task him with hiring a GM level basketball executive and making decisions on the roster. Uh, That's kind of what he'll have the authority for, but he's going to hire a GM level authoritative elect executive. So I don't. So they're going in a little bit different direction than how they've ran things in the past. Because in the past, uh, both Tommy Shepard and Ernie Grunfield were the GM and president. Yeah. So I guess they're just making uh, Winger the president. So he's not the GM as well. They're going to hire somebody else as a GM. Yeah, I don't quite understand all of it, but that's where what it's I'm getting like, to it. I guess it's kind of like an assistant GM to an extent. Like he'll have the final say maybe on some moves, but they'll yeah. hire some because I was talking with Colin about this. It, you know, you're going to have one guy be in charge of three teams essentially. I mean, it makes sense that one guy would be in charge of both the Wizards and the Go Go, but yeah, being in charge of the Mystics as well. I mean, you got to make a lot of moves there, so that would be you know a lot. I feel like to have as a GM for two teams plus you know another team that's not related to those other two teams so um i guess that makes some sense but this seems like a good move i mean winger had a lot of success with the clippers uh at least building a winning team a consistently playoff team you know if the injuries didn't happen maybe they would have won a championship with Kawhi leonard and paul george i don't think that's going to happen now because of how injured or how many injuries they've had with that group but i mean to do that with the clippers the second team in la for the majority of their history uh is pretty impressive so you know can he come to dc and have some success i hope so um excuse me hoping for uh a coaching change but i don't think that's going to happen i guess but it probably should with the guys that are available right now um maybe he brings in doc rivers he has a connection there it's true. I mean, but he also fired Doc Rivers. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, Nick, do you like this new approach? It, it seems that Ted Leonsis is taking because this is a different approach that you, as you mentioned than they have seen and than they have done in the past. 
I think this this is is this more to you a hands off approach from him as an owner, trying to have two higher up executives, or is it maybe two different guys instead of having one guy tasked with being the president and the GM? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I mean, we'll see what direction they go in in terms of uh, now hiring a, a secondary GM. Uh, it makes sense then for Winger because if he was just taking another GM job, why would he leave the Clippers for the Wizards who are in rebuilding mode? But since he's getting this president title, I guess it's probably a little bit more money uh, coming his way. But I guess it just kind of depends in terms of who they go out and get as the GM. And will that maybe be a guy that serves as a coach slash GM? I mean, they don't need a coach right now, but I just think it's very strange to bring in a new GM and not see a new coach. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, but at this point, it'd be kind of late to fire Unseld. Yeah, that, that was kind of my take on that. Was a little so I late. guess they're going to keep him around for his contract and see how it works. I mean, maybe people are high on him around the league. I just haven't really seen much improvement from this team, especially on the defensive end, which I felt like is where they were bringing Unseld in to improve their team because they already had a solid offense with Scott Brooks, but they just didn't play consistent defense. So, you know, I think I like this idea, but I don't know. I mean, it just kind of depends on how it works out. It's tough. I mean, you like what he's done with the Clippers. As Nick said, they've been consistently a team to make the postseason, which the Wizards haven't, so you hope he can bring that to the Wizards. And let's be honest, I mean, the East is a little bit easier. Well, not not all the time, but... The way things are going now. right now, other than, I guess, the Bucks and the Celtics still, the Heat here and there, you never know how they're going to be. And then, I mean, the Heat are the eighth seed, and they're playing in the conference finals. So yeah. maybe you could argue that the East is harder. Because that means it's deeper if the eighth seed is making the conference finals. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> it's a good I, point, though, Nick. I, you did bring point. up a good point. But the seven seed made the Western Conference Finals. Exactly. And nobody was picking the one seed to come out of there. So they're exactly. both equally as good now, apparently. I, I think it's gotten a lot more balanced than what it was you know, three, four years ago. Yeah. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Buy your Traeger grills at Orsini's online at Orsini's.com or stop by 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin here with you. We'll be back after this two-minute break. Uh, talk a little NHL playoffs and a little NFL uh, things as well, including Commanders. Could they be changing their name again? We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and Team 10. Back in two minutes. Hey, with this new song. But I... Have you been smoking? Uh... I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. 
For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here for your May 25th, 2023. As we're here in the third segment of the show, talking a little NFL. The Washington Commanders news came out yesterday uh, about their trademark that uh, the guess they had. Colin, do you remember this when they the name was kind of finishing up with everything? They applied for a bunch of trademarks. And then you can pull your applications once you've decided. Well, they kept commanders, obviously, because they wanted to trademark that. Well, it's been denied by the U.S. Patent Office. Yeah. Uh, Colin, you want to go first, or do you want me to go? I mean, I'm just confused why it got denied. And I know before the show, Nick and I were looking at it. Here, I've got it. And, and the two reasons just don't make sense to me. I'll, I'll let you read them off. All right. So this is a shout-out CBS Sports for the article. Specifically, the application was denied for two reasons. The first was due to, quote, the likelihood of confusion, end quote, with the Commander's Classic, a yearly college football game between Air Force and Army, already trademarked. The other stems from a pending application by Martin McCall, excuse me, Martin McCauley, a D.C. area man who, if we were, believe we talked about this on the show, uh, he applied for all these different trademarks so he could own the, their trademarks for potential names for the team. Well, none of them were commanders specifically, but uh, he filed for those. Those are still not, they're still active pending trademarks, but it'd be the for the Washington Space Commanders and the Washington Wolf Commanders are two of several trademark applications sent in by Macaulay that have helped lead to this denial for the commanders uh but it is rather confusing i would agree with you based on that article as well it goes on to say that they'll probably still eventually get the trademark um that washington kind of feels like this is pretty standard um and then you know the rebuttal that they should deserve it it wouldn't confuse with the game and they'll probably end up getting it. But this does open up an opportunity for Josh Harris 
and his ownership group if they do decide to to rename the team again because of this situation. So that's kind of interesting. But um, I think they'll probably just end up keeping their name and get it trademarked after you know a second process here. And uh, but it is kind of funny. It is funny <laughs> a little bit, but it doesn't make sense to me. Space Commanders is or wolf commanders is completely different just putting an adjective in front of something i, I feel like shouldn't completely take a name out for everything else i mean if a name of a game doesn't make any sense and yeah that too who who in the world in their right mind is going to confuse the commander classic and the washington commanders i don't know but the quote the, from uh yeah, the, here's a quote from the team spokesman quote the trademark office's recent non-final office action is an ordinary course step in a standard trademark registration process. We will respond to the trademark office's office action and are confident that our registration will be issued. In particular, there is no likelihood of confusion between our commander's marks and the commander's classic football game between the Army and the Air Force. We do not believe that any trademark registrations that were obtained by squatters who attempted to on the club's name change should stand in the way of our registrations, end quote. Also, how many people do you think knew that the Army Air Force game was called the Commander Classic? I didn't. <laughs> I saw that yesterday and I was like, did not know that. I thought it was like a golf tournament. <laughs> it, that just makes it more baffling to me that this is a legitimate reason why. Yeah, it's definitely strange. If they have to, too, I, I saw in that article, I think they said that they could potentially come to some sort of deal with the schools to get dual uh, trademark for each thing together of the commander, I guess, title. Um, but overall, it's, it's a weird situation. Do you want to see the name changed again? No. 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 I'm tired of rebranding. As much as you know, I you know I wasn't really a fan of the commander's name when it came out. It's starting to stick, but it's just that's a whole long process, and you don't want to deal with it. And How can we call the president the commander in chief if the commander classic has it trademarked? I don't know. Maybe because they're not trying to trademark commander in chief. I don't know. But um, you know, I, was, I'm, I always like the football team, so I want to bring it back. I think it became kind of iconic. All right, well, America's uh, football team. Let's move on here. A little too much talk about that. The Steelers, they made a signing yesterday after a recent visit of Pittsburgh veteran pass rusher Marcus Golden. Inked a one-year deal with the Steelers, sources told ESPN. It's Adam Schefter. Golden, a nine-year vet, started 14 games for the Cardinals last season, and he gives the Steelers their highly sought-after veteran depth behind T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. The Steelers also brought former draft pick Bud Dupree in for a visit earlier this offseason, but he signed with the Falcons. Golden has 68 starts, 47 sacks in his career. That includes two stints in Arizona with a stop in New York to play for the Giants in between. Golden also has 11 forced fumbles and one interception. Obviously, getting a, a veteran depth behind uh, you know two of your top guys is is definitely huge because you don't want to necessarily roll in there with your fourth round pick this year in uh, Nick Herbig and then your twenty twenty one sixth round pick Quincy Roach as your kind of backup only your backups. Turn you mean on you turn the that studio on? light? I did not do that on purpose. I was trying to scratch my leg, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think you know it's a move. Marcus Golden is a solid backup 
defensive end. Uh, didn't really do much last year in Arizona, but see what he can do for the Steelers as kind of a reserve pass rusher. Uh, you know, the only time this really becomes significant, though, is if you lose one of those guys to injury, which last year they had to deal with that with TJ exactly. Watt. So. Well, speaking of that, they they traded for Malik Reed in August last year in search of depth, but he wasn't very effective when Watt went down. He played 14 games, just 25 tackles and a sack, and he had free agency back in March, so they don't some, want to bring uh, him back. Some Steeler fans were hoping that J.J. Watt would come out of retirement and come play for them, but I think J.J. Watt has like a medical concern. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So All right. I don't think he's going to come out. The Patriots, they lose two OTA, OTA days due to violation of rules. What else is new? Patriots. They declined rules. to comment, but they there's no official rule that they see. broke. They haven't announced what that is. Yeah. They'll come up with immediate, it. It wasn't immediately known what the specific violation was. My guess was like probably too too long of practice or something like that. Yeah. I know the Ravens got hit with something like that a few yeah. years ago. Pretty interesting, though. I think it's Washington the Patriots. did, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's but, no big deal. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. The it's so the Patriots. It yeah. All right, moving on to the NHL, the West Finals Game 4 tonight as Vegas looks for a sweep to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals facing the Stars. It is in Texas with the betting line favorites being the Dallas Stars at home. This is a Game 7? No. It's Game 4. Game 4, 3-0. But right. last They're night, trying to go for the sweep just like Florida Yeah, but say, well, we'll get into that, but two sweeps. You think two sweeps happen in the NHL f- Conference Finals? With the Florida Panthers winning 4-3 last night? No. I think Dallas gets a win. They are favored. They are the betting line favorite. So if you're betting on hockey. Who bets on hockey? Uh, I bet on like a goal thing, like like individual ones. I did not. It was a game I went to. So then I stopped betting on games that I go to. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever bet on hockey. I mean, like it's like a Ovechkin really for five-plus shots, score a goal is what I used I to do on. the no-run first innings in baseball. They were kind of fun, but I tried starting the baseball parlays with the strikeouts going the over early in the season for the starters, but Didn't that work. wasn't that successful either. Didn't work out for you, so you um, stopped. I guess hockey, if you do, I guess money line based and go with somebody that you like to score, you could. But Vegas has been playing well. I think they get the sweep actually tonight, so I'm going to go the different route and then get to see Florida and Vegas, two teams uh, that. I think both for what the second time in their franchise history will be in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think uh, the like my favorite is the Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup. Has been for the last three weeks or so. Uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on their side of this break. We'll wrap things up, talk O's and Nats. They both get a win yesterday. And you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Providing reliable protection since 1877, we are Farmers and Mechanics Insurance Companies. From small beginnings and over a century later, we maintain our dedication to our policyholders to provide dependable insurance protection and excellent customer service. Protecting everything from your home to your business has never been easier. Our team is here to ensure that you, your family, and your assets are taken care of. We enjoy giving back and doing our part to keep Martinsburg a great place to be. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Locust Hill Golf Course invites you to historic Charlestown, West Virginia for 18 holes of phenomenal golf. We're just an hour drive from the Baltimore, D.C. Beltway, one half hour from Winchester and Leesburg, Virginia, as well as Hagerstown and Frederick, Maryland. Each tee offers challenges across the 35 acres of lakes, ponds, and streams, which come into play on 11 holes. The Blue Ridge Mountains also provide a breathtaking backdrop to Locust Hill. Schedule your tee time today at www.locusthillgolfcourse.com or call 304-728-7300. That's 304-728-7300. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to the edition of the sports mix on talk radio WRNR and TV 10. Colin's having a time over there with his favorite Let's do karaoke it. It's song. a Thursday. We got nothing. Tequila. You're going to drink tequila on the show? <laughs> Not on the show. After the show. You want to? No, I'm good. No? Okay. <laughs> Nick's got a whole unopened bottle from the Christmas party in 2021. <laughs> Yeah, you He's it. not a tequila guy. I'll sell it Make to you. a margarita. I'll sell it to you. You got it as a gift and you're going to sell it? Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you get it from at that party? Player to be unnamed. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by the Mary's Group of Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue. Call 304 263 4343. Oh, it was Tequila Rose. No, no, no. Right? No, I thought it was. No, it's actually tequila. I look at it. I looked at it last night. Okay, why were you looking at it? Because I was no, I was getting my uh, weekend bottles ready to go. Yeah, mini bottles ready to go for the golf course. Take it with you. Take it on the course. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna do that. I think they'll kick me out for that. Uh, But the O's get a big win last night. Masks were invented, but yeah, the O's did get a big win last night. Uh, 
Frazier was able to help them spark the eight-run seventh inning by hitting the foul pole like Nate McClough did. So they got, the bou- they got the bounce back. That's what we said they needed to now in the rubber match possibly win the series. So hopefully they do so against the Yankees in the Bronx. Yeah, the Nats the same way. They get a 5-3 to three victory last night over the Padres. And everything from the beginning seemed to be going well. Bottom of the second, the Nats put up four runs Fortunately, they did give up a two-run homer in the top of the fourth, but Lane Thomas and RBI double to make it 5-2. to two, And then a whole solo homer from Ha Song Kim uh, to make it 5-3. And then the Nats bullpen shut them down. The bullpen's been looking a lot better for the Nats these days. That's what you need if you're the Nationals. We've been saying it. They're not playing that bad of baseball. I mean, still not at 500 or above yet, but they've been ultimately surprising me i mean seven games under nine games back get to the all-star break and you're still at that point maybe seven games back i wouldn't be too frustrated if i'm a nats fan no i'm not either honestly i just it's you're just so used to something yeah i mean you'd obviously like them to be a little more competitive everybody wants that right you want your team above 500 but going into this year that wasn't the expectation so I still think, in my mind at least, maybe it's because I had really low expectations for this team, that they have exceeded them. Yeah, I mean, looking at the bullpen from last night, they pitched three and a third innings, giving up just one hit while striking out four in no walk. So, you know, that's what you like. Trevor Williams, you know, he's not you're not your top-tier starter, obviously. He went five and two-thirds, three hits, three runs, three walks, five strikeouts, giving up two homers. But Carl Edwards Jr., Hunter Harvey, two great guys in the bullpen. Finnegan, up and down. He's had a, a very up and down season with a 4.74 ERA. But the two other guys I mentioned, 2.18 ERA and a 2.82 ERA. So if you're if the bullpen can stay how they are, I they can be consistent at where they are this season. And you know what are we? 49 games into the season, about 50 games into the season. I'd say. Yeah, give or take some there around there, depending on yeah. which team so you are. 49, they're 21 and 28 right now. I could see them winning 60, 70 games. As long as you don't yeah. have 100 losses. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, when do the A's get there next week? <laughs> yeah, I think they're, what, 10 and 40 or something? 10 and 41. Yeah, yeah. they finally got their 10th win, though. They That's weren't in single digits anymore. They were in single digits there for a while. Worst start since 1932, Boston Red Sox. Well, the worst start has uh, got them a land deal officially in Nevada, in Vegas. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I didn't want to see a move. Get a new stadium. It, it's still the Bay Area. Just how many franchises has left there? And it's not the, the fans' the fault. I, it's not the fans' fault. I mean, the fan base they is still the there Giants for right them. there. That's why they're last in attendance. The Giants? No. The the, I mean, would you want to go see a team that's 10 and 41? No, but can't say that their fan base is still there if they're not showing up to the game. They are. You, you just go on social media and see that it's because they're trying to boycott the ownership. They want new owners. They wanted a new stadium. At least get them to the new stadium if you're the owners, and the fans would well, show up no matter what. The well, their land deal in... In the Oakland area fell through as of a couple weeks ago. Shame on Oakland. So, I don't know. Oakland's Oakland. I don't don't understand. They just can't can't get too much. Oakland is Oakland. They can't get too much baseball in one area, I guess. 
Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix Nats Baseball on the radio. 335 the pregame, 405 the first pitch. Blake Snell for the Padres, Jake Irvin for the Nationals. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Please saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. You're listening to 106.5 FM and 7:40 AM Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, Carnesville, Ranson.